Okay, there we go. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. Is it Christmas Day yet? No, it's not, but we do have a busker here to give us a Christmas song. So this is Christmas. One of the highlights of the rubber room in 2015 was talking to Ozzy Osbourne. The very first time we played Australia, we had ACDC supporting us. And one of our best rubber bands was live. And measure these things by your brains. And who can forget this moment when we ask people about their band t-shirts? And who do you think was Van Halen's best lead singer? Do you reckon it was David Lee Roth or Johnny Diesel? Johnny Diesel. I'm going to get on the phone to Brian Mannix in a sec. I've got an idea for him. Snap my pitch up. What the hell am I doing? And more of the greatest rock in town. It's The Rubber Room on Triple M. Does me being in this studio over here confuse you, Sammy X? Yeah, I can hear you. I know. We had to move studios due to all the technical problems we had last night. So now I'm about 100 feet away. That's me waving. Can you see me? So I'm still feeling a little bit peaky having done some work in the other studio throughout the day. I'm actually in the other studio than what I normally am in. I'm in Studio 5B at International Broadcasting House because the other studio is getting fixed after a couple of dramas. And I spent an hour in there today because I was working and the smell of glue was overpowering. And the engineer came in while I was there and he goes, how's it going? I said, I'm a little peaky from the smell of glue. And he goes, no, that's Terps. So I'm a little peaky from the smell of Terps. One of my favourite things of 2015 is, you know people who have band t-shirts and they've got no idea about the band that they're wearing? Hey, how you doing? I noticed you got a Van Halen t-shirt on. Yeah, I love Van Halen. Big fan of the band? Yeah, huge fan. What's your favourite song of theirs? Uh, I like them all, actually. All them yeah, they're all great. Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, one of my favourites, I reckon. And who do you think was Van Halen's best lead singer? Do you reckon it was David Lee Roth or Johnny Diesel? Johnny Diesel. Yeah, he's yeah. good, yeah. I like yeah, that period. Was, yeah, he was so Good. What about Eddie Vedder's guitar solo on Hot For Teacher? Did that rock or what? Amazing. Yeah. I can't, yeah, sometimes just when I listen to it, I get goosebumps. I noticed you've got the Ramones t-shirt on. What a great band. Yeah, my favourite shirt. Best band ever. And what's your favourite Ramones song? Uh, you know, I love them all. I don't have a favourite. Yeah. Don't have a favourite? Yeah. They're all so good, yeah. Anarchy in the UK? Yeah, from the first album. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just can't wait for them to come back. They'll come back, some, they'll come back yeah. strong. Yeah, do you think Sid was the best vocalist, Sid Vicious? Yeah, definitely their highlight. Like, they've had some bad ones, but he was definitely the best. Motley Crue, I see you're wearing the singlet. Did you get that when they were on tour? Oh, yeah, I love them. So great. Best yeah. band ever. Did you see them this year? Yeah, yeah, several times. I thought the drummer Keith Moon um, was awesome. I don't know if you saw him on that acrobatic drum kit that he had. Oh, his drum solo is just amazing. And the 15-minute version of Sweet Child of Mine? Isn't that just the best? Yeah. Like, how can you not listen to that and just go, these guys rock? Okay, you know that Motley Crue have had a few different lead singers. Um, who do you reckon's the best one? Do you reckon it was Alice Cooper who was out singing with them last time or uh, Robbie Williams I mean how can you go past Alice Cooper yeah. he's a genius best Motley Crue lead singer ever absolutely without a doubt yeah. without a doubt <laughs> thank you Topshop what did Bruce say Sammy X oh he was uh, just saying that he liked the band t-shirt thing oh good now, is that Bruce from the Pickett family? It's the Pickett family, our favourite family. Did you tell him if he picks it, it'll never get better? Yeah, it'll just keep bleeding. That's right, leave it alone. Leave the Pickett alone. One triple three five three though, if you'd like to call Sammy X, who is still in her usual location. I'm over here, and we've got 
Brian Mannix on the phone for my segment I like to call Snap My Pitch Up. Brian Maddox, what are you doing? What I say to myself every morning, what the hell am I doing? So I've got a segment called Snap My Pitch Up, and you're more than welcome to take any one of these particular ideas and use it as your own and just give me a credit at the end, okay? Okay, fair enough. You go to the Pilbara and you become a miner for rare stones, and the show's called Mannix Finds Onyx. Well, that's not bad. Do you like that? Sounds like a bit of hard work, though. Uh, Okay, um, well, I'll take that out of the equation. Uh, The other one is you're the deliverer of bad news to people, but there's a twist on it. You knock on people's doors, and the news may or may not be true. That's up to them to decipher. But the show will be called Mannix Panics. Manic panic. Yeah? Yeah, that one fits pretty comfortably with me. That's not bad. Here's another one. You get a bunch of people on the street who really have no powers, okay, but you dress them up in spandex and you call yourselves the Uncanny X-Men. <laughs> I'm not sure how original that um, idea is, but I like it a okay, lot. Okay, all right. Uh, you start a cover band and you call yourself the Manix Street Preachers. The Manix Street Preachers. Now, album could be Manix Depression. Love it. Um, love it. Yeah, I love it. That's a beauty. There's yep. one more. You live for a week as a cross-dresser. Uh, I don't know what the point of it is. I've just come up with the name of it. It's called Brian Mannix or Annie Lennox. Wow. I, that's, a, that's a beauty. That's, that's the one? Ripper. That's the one? I think me dressing up as Annie Lennox, so that could be pretty cool. All right, good to talk to you. Brian Mannix, he's got a new book out too, by the way, which was crowdfunded, crowdsourced, and I know that Gazzo was one of the people that crowdsourced that book. She's coming up. Gazzo's got Goss coming up about a Star Wars tribute band, a metal band. First gig guy for tonight. Your name's not Dan, you're not coming in. Not tonight. Tonight in Sydney, Hollywood Heartache at the Boldface Stag, Michelle Madden at Frankie's, and Ali Oliver at Mr. Falcon's. And tonight in Melbourne, Goat Piss Gasoline at Labour in Vain, The Shifties at 303, Eddie Perfect and Tripod at Bella Union, and The Resignators at Cherry Bar. I'm Sammy X, and that was your gig guide. And now, The Rubber Room. Gazzo, what have you got? Here is an epic Star Wars-themed metal band that'll take you to the dark side and back. Nice. Later Star Wars film, obviously. It's out. Really? And they should have advertised <laughs> that. And now, out in the wild, there's this newly created Star Wars-themed metal band called Galactic Empire. Brilliant. What do they and do? They Don't tell me. Star got... Wars songs. Yeah, how did you know? Oh, who would have thought? So they've got a six-minute Star Wars cover. A six-minute uh, cover? All right. <laughs> six-minute Star Wars. It's almost as long as the trailer. <laughs> they've got a stormtrooper on bass, a shadow trooper, and an imperial guard on rhythm guitar. And a Don't tell me. Bro- I bet Darth Vader yeah, is the lead singer. Yeah, oh. well, lead guitar. Just like so Eddie Vedder, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a listen to a bit of Galactic Empire doing the mm-hmm. Star Wars cover. Yeah, I'd buy that. I bought Brian Mannix's autobiography. It was self-funded. It was a crowdfunding thing. I funded it ages ago. I just got it in time for Christmas. I'm really happy. Apparently, he can't wait to read it either. (laughs) 
I read this story with interest today. An Austrian radio station, and by the way, if you're listening in America, Austria, that's that place which is close to Tasmania. An Austrian radio station was flooded with complaints after one of the DJs barricaded himself in the studio so he could play the Wham! song last Christmas non-stop. He started his show at 8 in the morning and he told his listeners that he felt people in the area didn't have the Christmas spirit. So as a result, he grabbed for two hours last Christmas and played it non-stop for his show. And according to the radio station, he didn't even have permission to do this stunt. And I know what that's like. You need, if you want to attempt anything like that around here, firstly, a Form 53B okayed by Vanjie, the accountant, even before you can get past the award-winning original Fitzy's firewall. But anyway, so he locked himself in the studio. He played the song for two hours. Colleagues could only glance through the window in awe at how he just played the song repeatedly. A bit how, like I look at... Gazzo, when she plays DJ, and she presses the button so well. The station confirmed that hundreds of angry calls flooded the telephone lines, complaining about the non-stop broadcast. Where's the bloody cold chisel? And they went to social media then to voice their annoyance. Apparently, this was the longest broadcast of last Christmas, played for 24 hours in the last two. Sammy X, let's get ourselves some media attention and play last Christmas non-stop for 20... Five hours. Maybe we could get a heavy metal version of it. Well, here's the thing. We don't have Wham! here at Triple M. We've got Last Christmas by Ashley Tisdale. Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day you gave it away And somebody called Cascada? Cascada? Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next I don't think the listeners are going to like that. And Taylor Swift! That's all here in Triple M. Wow. Sorry, what did you say you wanted me to find? The uh, heavy metal version of it. Yes. Twenty-four hours of this. Twenty-five. You speak to Vanjie and get the Form 53B filled in? I'll try. Awesome. Dave Grohl, one of the guest presenters of the 2015 Rockies. It's happening New Year's Eve. Hopefully, as a Triple M music jury, you voted in this year's Rockies. You could win yourself a Marshall Amp fridge. We'll do that in the rubber room New Year's Eve on Triple M. One of the highlights of the bands was the rubber band live when they came in earlier on. We'll feature that for you. And on the phone, I had a chat with Ozzy Osbourne. I enjoyed that as well. Uh, Black Sabbath will be here for their final ever tour next year. But the great thing about talking to Ozzy Osbourne, apart from the stories and also trying to figure out what he's saying, is when you've got to hit the beat button. <laughs> I remember when the very first time we played Australia, we had ACDC supporting us. I wouldn't support their fucking crew, no mind. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're fucking the biggest band in the world now. It's fucking great, and they're brothers, you know. They've always treated me with the greatest amount of respect. They're the fucking heroes. And do you hear much of Black Sabbath in a lot of the newer bands that are coming through now? Some of them are considered a tinge, but some of them are like, I mean, at least death metal, gothic metal, all these different metals. Yeah. I mean, some of it's thrash metal, fucking... It's just some of it, to me, I don't get so angry people, but maybe we were angry, maybe they took me anger. For our time, we were an angry band, I suppose. When we started, it wasn't all flat bells and fucking flowers, it was like, we were in an industrial you know. Well, you know, anybody that's ever been to Birmingham can look back, even now, can look back at the way it was 
I mean, you really had a choice. You were either going to work in a factory or you were going to be in a band. I did both. <laughs> I can remember sitting on my doorstep and going, what the f*** am I going to do with this life? I was the worst burglar in the world. I tried my hand at doing that. I was no good. Got caught. And then when the Beatles had happened, I was like, that's what I wanted to have a go. I wanted to be a Beatle. My father said to me, you can stay up tonight, and I'm going to show you the most beautiful woman in the world. When she came on the screen, it was Elizabeth Taylor. And then lo and behold, and then when we had the Osbournes, we had a, a gathering one night in the house, a lot of famous people came around. And I'm, I'm standing there, talking to Elizabeth Taylor, and I'm like, what I'm getting at here, when you're young, you're, you, and you think, I'm never going to do this, I'm never going to be any good at that. I'm, just give it a choice. Be dedicated, if you're dedicated, a certain amount of recognition will come. I'm not saying the fucking world's going to explode. Yeah. But you never know. That's what I'm saying. You never know. Ozzy Osbourne, look at Black Sabbath arriving in Australia next year. I think in April, and we'll try and get them to come in here and play live as well with these rubber bands as well. Let's make sure we've got our beat button ready all the time. So the Macquarie Australian Dictionary have done their top picks for the 2015 Word of the Year, and the winning word determined by the panel of six, gee, what responsibility they've got, will be announced on January 21. What was that word that I read that was on a T-shirt that I saw in Maya that I didn't understand? It was um, turnt, T-U-R-N-T. And what was the actual meaning of that that it turned out to be? Um, I think it meant like like you want to go out or something. Oh, that's right, like yeah, okay. All right. Turned up. Right. Well, here are the new words that I don't know that maybe you can help me with so I can be down with the kids. Uh, nerd jacking. Anybody got any idea about that? MX. Lumbersexual, which I'm guessing is some kind of hipster, formerly known as. Uh, Brexit. What is that? Brexit. And V-dubbing. Lawnmower parent. And manspreading. What the hell are these? I mean, I've done a bit of manspreading from the waist down. Is that what that's about? Anybody got any idea? Manspreading, lumbersexual, Brexit, VW, lawnmower parent, MXing and nerd jacking. And most importantly, how do you use it in a sentence? Help me be hip, man. Todd, what the hell is a lumbersexual? It's basically a hipster that dresses in flannel. So what happened to hipster? They're breeding and they're becoming different varieties <laughs> Right, okay, like little different genres of hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Brexit? I have no, I've never heard that before in my life. V-dubbing? Never. Nerd jacking? No idea. MX? No idea. Manspreading? No idea. Well, someone's got to help us out, Todd. I'm a 90s kid, mate, so I have no idea what the hell <laughs> In that case, there you go. Brexit, V-dubbing, lawnmower parent, man-spreading, anybody? One triple three five three, nerd-jacking, MX, what the hell does it mean? Andrew, you can help me out with one of these words? Yeah, Phil, um, well, I've had a look at man-spreading. Um, I have heard of it before. It's basically um, uh, the practice of uh, sitting on public transport with your legs spread as wide as possible. That's actually got a name now. It does. Apparently, it's just, you know, a, a practice to uh, make sure you get a seat and you have no one sort of uh, surrounding you, yeah. I'm somebody that wouldn't do that. You know why? Why is that? Small penis. Well, that's true, I suppose. You know, you've got to hide these things. Yeah, exactly. That's why I sit with my legs crossed. Mm, okay. Yeah. What about you? Are you a man spreader? Um, I must say I'm guilty of that, actually. I do that fairly regularly, you know, at the I home. Do. No, there's no need to brag. Okay, Andrew. Any more of these words? Anybody else can help us out? Jen, another one of these words. What do you got? I've got brexting. What is brexting? 
Brexting is when you're breastfeeding your baby and you're on your, on your phone texting and checking Facebook and doing all that sort of thing. They've actually got a name for that. They have actually got a name for that. It sounds like something they'd come up with on a current affair. <laughs> Quite possibly. Maybe it's because men feel uncomfortable saying that they feel uncomfortable that when women breastfeed in public so they can come up with a name for it that's not actually a word so they don't feel so bad. I don't know. I think men are just jealous that women can breastfeed. Well, I know and I am. Sometimes when I've walked... <laughs> pa- oh, no, you don't want to know. That's no problem. I wonder if there's a word that women can use for when men find it impossible not to scratch themselves down there when they're walking out in public. Dexting! Hey? Very clever. Yeah. Gazzo with the goss, and this is from Jason Bonham, the son of John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. He's currently on tour with uh, the Led Zeppelin Experience. Yes. And uh, he reckons he, he really does believe that they will play again. So he plays in a Led Zeppelin cover band. Yeah, of course, son of John Bonham, yeah. Wouldn't it be just a bit beneath him to be playing in a a Led Zeppelin cover band? Well, why? Because he's the son of the great Led Zeppelin man himself. Well, Led Zeppelin aren't playing, so he's got to do something. He's got to make some money somehow off his dead father, doesn't he? Paul Stanley's band not looking for an R&B drummer? (laughs) The Soul Train? Do you ever hear when Led Zeppelin played Live Aid and Robert Plant had lost his voice, but he kept going anyway? No. Let me play it to you. Still sounds good, even like that. (laughs) This is your news item of the day. He calls it the most controversial radio station, but the man behind Smokin' 94.1 says he's found the perfect niche. There's a lot about DJ Gary Ganja you don't know. The first FM radio station of its kind anywhere in the United States. Most controversial radio station to ever hit the airwaves. We play music for stoners. Smoking 94.1 with the Ganja Mom. Gary Ganja says he started the radio station to do something different. We bought the station to kind of put the fun back in radio, which is what we're doing. He picked Colorado because marijuana is legal. Pretty wild show planned today. He claims to not advocate marijuana usage. He just uses the theme to be a thorn in the side of corporate radio stations. He says it's about comedy, even if it's based on an old stoner stereotype. Is this hokey? I mean, hey, come on. Yes, it is. Hey, what the heck, it's fun. Yeah, I can't wait to imagine what the memo was like on the Friday afternoon before they changed format. Can you imagine that? I can't even imagine. We've come up with a new format. Yeah, what is it? Well, let's all go to the pub and I'll tell you. Although, and work with me here, Sammy X, given the fact that our last ratings were far from stellar. I thought we weren't going to talk about that again. I just thought we may need a gig. I've just taken the liberty of making a radio air check as an audition tape for that radio station, just in (laughs) case. Just in case, right? 2016, got to have a plan, huh? Okay, then. So, would you like to hear my tape for Smokin' 94.1? Is this your plan B? Yeah, this is my tape, so that'll get me the job, right? Go on, then. Okay, here it is. 
Smokin' 94.1 In the rubber room, this is Ugly Phil And now here's a smoking tune To make you feel nicely toasted Bohemian Rhapsody Cream Yeah, what do you reckon? Am I in? Have we got the gig? Do, do you know what? It's not bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more up-tempo than usual. One of my favourite rubber bands we've had so far this year has been live, now with a new lead singer, a guy called Chris. Chris Shin used to be in Unified Theory. They played live downstairs with Steve Albino. They were fantastic and a nice bunch of guys as well. I think the whole thing when, when we kind of started together was like, if this isn't fun, there's just no point in doing it. This is not going to be a venture for us to go sell t-shirts and merch and try to, you know, we were very careful about how we handled this. We were very precious about the history of the band and trying to honor that and especially for me coming in as the new guy yeah it's like i don't we don't need to be doing big press releases just let let's make music we're in no hurry to do that because it's honestly this is, has nothing to do with me this is what to do with us as a band yeah <laughs> well even listening to it you can tell it was an enjoyable project as well that you didn't labor over it in the studio that no, it, it didn't become a bit of no a, no we brought jerry in jerry harrison from the talking heads yeah to produce again which is like uh like our fifth beetle so to speak yeah. you know he's been there from, with us you know from mental jewelry secret samadhi uh distance to here well you know and you, like you say if it's not fun don't do it um but i could tell you we're having fun and i could see the joy in the faces of the people yeah, yeah. you know and that's just yeah, and well, you know, we've had a few off. bands that come through yeah, you know yeah, but yeah. that they that was the first time i'd seen such happiness well, and that's joy what you know fans will notice is when we is that it's like I'm enjoying it as much as yeah. they are. Thank you so much. I really appreciate oh, you, you coming in. It's been a real pleasure time. having a chat with you. Glad thank to you. be here. I found this really interesting, especially if you work in a club. You can now be rated by your coolness and salary according to the advanced breakdown of clubbing professions and how much money you'll make and the level of coolness you obtain. If you're the resident DJ in the club, you are the coolest and you have the most money. Okay, I can kind of accept that. You know, a lot of, and I'm not talking about the radio DJs who are the lowest bottom feeders on the ladder, but the actual club DJs make it a shitload of money. But... Coat check attendant makes to number two on the coolest position in a club. Is that true? Or have they just made this up? And then you've got promo and then the manager, security and bouncers at like number seven, bartender at eight, and then the person on the door, who I would have thought in terms of coolness would probably be the coolest person in the actual hierarchy and structure of a club. But I've never worked in a club, so I don't know. So if you do, what's your opinion on that? Do you think the coat check attendant is more important, cooler, and makes more money than, for example, the manager and the bartender and the door person, or has somebody made this list up with actually no idea what they're talking about? One triple three five three. Do you work in a club? How's that sit with you? So this survey says that they've done an advanced breakdown of clubbing professions and found out that the resident DJ is the most highly paid and the coolest person in a club, coat check attendant second, and then promo manager, security bouncer, bartender, that whole lot, door person, much further down the list. Mark, do you work in a club? I used to work in a club. I do. What did you do? Well, I was the man that had the black coat on, outdoors, indoors. Okay, so security bouncer. Yeah. So the coat check attendant, in fact, could be quite a cool gig in a club. Does the coat check attendant earn more than the bouncers and the bartender and the promo people? But I think you should tip your, I think you should tip your, your, uh, your waiter, your bartender. Because bartender, yeah. You should tip him and he should be 
Maybe he is making more money, but nobody really knows. Okay, I don't see the bartending as being a cool job in a club because you're dealing with pissed people all the time who um, are yelling at you, who've like never got the right money, and everybody wants to be served straight away. Although maybe if you are the one that's serving them and taking your time, that could be your level of cool. That's the cool, mate. I'm going to put ice on your beer because I am cool. <laughs> Although working in a pub would be okay because you don't have the rush. But if you're in a club, and I guess it's better now that there's no smoking, but you've got 100 people yelling at you, hundred, no matter how cool that might make you feel, it's still got to be a pain in the ass. You know, like everybody wants their drink and they want it now. Uh, I don't see that being a highly profane, uh, paying, desired job. What do you think? How are you, Kate? So do you used to work in a club on the door? I used to work at the front door. Right. Oh, the front door girl. Okay, so the front door girl is the last on this list of cool and salary. Do you think that's warranted and fair? I think it's this. Uh, I don't think it's fair. Really? But there must be a level of cool being able to say, no, I'm sorry, you're not coming in. Yes, but a lot of people don't like you. But oh, then yeah. a lot of people like you as well. Yeah, because you've got that power. You have the power to say, <laughs> yes, you can come in. Yes, absolutely. Is it the coolness to the salary? Um, the salary wasn't too bad. I think it depends where you work. Right, okay. So, yeah. Would you consider being on the door better than working behind the bar? Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, if you're not getting spilt on that. Nah, People aren't yelling group. at you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but if they yell at you, you just say, sorry, you're not coming in. Well, you'd be on the top of my list, Kate, anyway. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I say that just in case you're ever on a door again and I need to get into a club. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for you. I mentioned before that the person on the list is the resident DJ. Normally, if you're kind of the, you know, the doof-doof DJ, then you're up there. You've got people to carry your records. But let me tell you this. If you're just like a pub DJ, having done it, it sucks. Especially if people have access to you and they want a request. It's like, you've got to, and you've probably done this. I know Sammy X has. You march up there, and you want to hear your song, and you want to hear it now. What was it the other night? Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, it was Nine Inch Nails, and the DJ <laughs> told me. I said, I'm playing it already. <laughs> and the other thing about being a resident club DJ, apart from the fact that you're standing there, and everyone's coming up to you and going, can you play some bloody cold chisel, mate? Is you know what really annoys me about DJs? It's when you go to a club and they mix and you get 10 seconds of a song. Oh, yeah. And you'll be like, I'm Mr. Brightside. You get into that and then like 10 seconds later, they've gone to another song. Yeah, they're just like trying to be really creative and I you know. just want to hear the song. Don't do that. And the other thing that's really infuriating, when they're playing a song, and this happened recently at a club I was at, and I think they were playing Sisters of Mercy, and then they'd mix the middle of the song like at the end and then or Red Right Hand Nick Cave the song was nearly finishing and then they started playing the middle of it and you're trying to sing along you don't know where the hell you are and you're yeah, drunk and anyway and that's embarrassing yeah, as well yeah because you're singing along trying to be cool and you're like I don't know where I am in the song and they did it to the Smiths as well you can't do that to the Smiths oh man so anyway, this whole Miss Universe thing that happened the other day, that was embarrassing for the poor host. Well, I shouldn't say for the poor host. He made an idiot of himself. All he had was one job to do. But we recently did something. Here's more of the best of 2015 when we asked some of our listeners, who wants to make a speech like Miss Australia? And I thought Kelly was great. Yes. Okay, your topic I'm going to be asking you questions on is climate change. Which state do you want to be? Uh, I think I want to be Carolina. I think Carolina's taken. Can you be Miss Tas- oh. Tasmania? Oh, of course. What can we do about climate change, Miss Tasmania? Well, I personally believe that the world's climate change can be fixed if we don't use as much hairspray or things that can make a bigger hole in the carbon handprint of the ocean's ozone layer and stuff like that (laughs) um, that contribute to make ocean waves get bigger 
and because it gets hotter when you go on holiday all year round, and also the polar bears get extinct. A beautiful answer, Miss Tasmania. <laughs> Cassandra, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? What state would you like to represent? I would absolutely love to be Miss South Australia. Of course, why wouldn't anybody want to be, you know, especially if you represent Keith in South Australia. What a great place. Okay, so Miss South Australia, could you please tell us how you would achieve world peace? Well, I personally believe that world peace can be won if we all work together with all the world to be peaceful and not have arguments about the earth and places we don't own and that some people think that belong to when in truth everybody doesn't have their own country except the country that their passport says where they live if they weren't born there in the first place. That's just beautiful. I think you've solved all the world's problems there, Miss South Australia. is beautiful. And you've got such lovely hair as well. Thank you. Thank you. And you know how the whole Miss Universe and all these competitions used to be owned by Donald Trump? Do you think that some of his speeches he's making lately are based on the speeches of winners of Miss Universe? Just throw it out there. It's the Rubber Room on Triple M. More of the highlights of uh, 2015 coming up tomorrow night, uh, which is just another way of us saying, well, we're being incredibly lazy. Because, <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, uh, on Christmas Eve, we've got a brand new video that we want to get up, and also we've got a band coming in. I think the girls from Tequila Mockingbird will be coming back in to play live as well. I'm going to just get Sammy X's attention again. Just one more from the best of 2015, because I love the moment that you, after you got bitten by a dog, went to hospital, got doped up to the eyeballs, and then me... I couldn't help myself, recorded everything on the phone. Yeah, thanks for that, Phil. That's all right, because I laughed. <laughs> no, because you can't just put a microphone in front of someone. It doesn't work like that. How are you feeling? I don't know. It's very complicated emotional feelings. I want to cry, but <laughs> it's kind of funny. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> Diazepam. <laughs> Hi to the, all of the people that ring me and say nice things to me and, um, and to the Facebook people, there's like 400 and maybe nearly 20 now, so there's, that's a lot. Um, ben and Link who are doing the phones for me. Hi, Tom. Oh, Tom, that's the rush out. Oh, you got to listen to the music competition. It will be two. I'm just going to go on air. Do you know what's funny about that, though? What? That's how half the listeners that ring you every night sound. No comment. We may find this a bit disturbing. He helped me. Go!